Welcome to Assembly Syndicated Gaming News. Here we bring you gaming news. <laughs> really, people, I'm not still explaining it after 10 episodes. Right, let's jump in, because I'm, I'm just looking at this headline and I love it. It's beautiful. It's, it's like artwork in headline form. <laughs> Sonic Mania de Nuvo DRM cracked in eight days. Boom. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah, not exactly an unexpected headline, but... Uh, oh, God, of nice. course not. Nice to see it. I mean, uh, if anything, I am surprised it took eight days. Yes. <laughs> that, yes. That's my surprise. Well, this, this story holds a special place in my heart because, of course, the reason I couldn't be with you last week, uh, and I'm sure everyone missed me, was uh, my internet was down. Yeah. Which was a fun story. Fun story. Uh, turns out we had a, a a lot of people in our sort of area had problems with their internet over last week. Right. Uh, and it seems that a rogue engineer. A rogue engineer. Uh, went, yeah. A rogue engineer went to the local connection and just started pulling stuff out and plugging it into other spots. So, yeah, we were in the wrong port. Oh. Yeah, we were in the wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, that, uh, that took about a week to sort out. But guess what happened during that week? I couldn't play Sonic Mania. Well, yeah, cause because Denuvo, Denuvo, the uh, the bug as they were calling it that didn't allow online play. Uh, I I got Sonic Mania on uh, the fifth, which was I believe last Tuesday. Played it for a few hours, loved it, fell in love immediately, and then I saw there was an update. And I was like, right, I'll leave that for later. I'll leave that for later, whatever. Uh, didn't play it anymore the rest of the night. Woke up the next day. No internet connection. Couldn't launch Sonic Mania. News story. Sonic Mania bug doesn't allow offline play because of Denuvo. Sega, <sighs> was this worth it? Really? <laughs> Is that's what I have to ask? Because it's been a week of, look what Sega have done. Look yeah. at this. They got nearly there. They nearly just gave us something so pure and wonderful and perfect. And then somebody somewhere went, no, DRM. <laughs> the thing is, Sega didn't make this game. This was a fan-made game. Literally nobody from Sega had any input on this other than saying, yeah, all right, that's that. And then it beautiful, well-received. And what was Sega's sole contribution? Fucking it up. Fucking it up. Oh, Sega. Sega, Sega. The first good Sonic game in years, and because of Sega, I couldn't play it. <laughs> Ironically, if you had a pirated, cracked version, you'd have been all right. And had I the internet connection, I would have downloaded that motherfucker. Because I was surprised by how, of course it makes sense, but I was amazed when I uh, downloaded the game on Steam how small it was <laughs> right it's only about 300 megs all right gosh i'm used to like 50 meg downloads nowadays for games yeah so yeah but of course it's you know it's all retro and and it's it's such a beautiful game <laughs> but sadly i haven't actually touched it since i got the internet back even just because i've been so i look at it and i just i just get a a sick feeling in the back of my throat so sad it's it's it really is just sad and it's such a good game mm -hmm. i don't have a bad word to say about it mm -hmm. i'm stuck on a fucking level and that is doing my head in but 
that's the, well it is the game's fault but you know that's the point of the game um yeah. it's brilliant it's fun it, it is beautiful it, the pic, the animations are fantastic the pixel uh, or the uh the well pixel yes but uh what do you call them? sprites are just gorgeous i've had to go back and play the genesis version just to remind myself that it didn't always look like this. no it did not it did not you know, yeah in in my mind it, you know the memories of of old sonic look like they've done yeah. now yeah. which is weird but no it does not look like that which and i would love to see someone go back and sort of try and make a version of these levels that would play on a on a, on an actual mega drive just to see how slow and how oh, God, uh, yeah. you know how much the graphics would have to be powered back I think quite a lot, especially all yeah. the backgrounds and stuff yeah. like that. They'd have to do a lot of it, and and it, it just wouldn't be as as gorgeous as it is. But damn, it's a good game. Mm-hmm. Damn, it's a Absolutely. good game. It, it made me buy a digital download. I don't fucking <laughs> do that for anything. But, well, your only other choice was the collector's edition. <laughs> well, yeah, and that that just came with a code for the download. Another thing, another <laughs> thing that Sega fucked up. Yes. Um, although I'm, I'm a little more inclined to blame their suppliers of <laughs> shitty plastic molded hedgehogs uh, that have clearly are us yeah have clearly <laughs> dropped some in the factory and packed them anyway yeah yeah but yeah it's, it just it's a beautiful thing so they haven't actually I've, I've noticed that uh, I actually did notice there earlier on today that there was a very quick patch for Sonic Mania on Steam so I don't know if they've actually removed Denuvo, which most companies, whenever Denuvo's cracked, they just pull it out of the game. I uh, believe they have. Um, hmm. Oh, no, no, it says in this out, Sega has yet to remove, uh, remove yeah. it from the Steam version. Um, so, okay, but if it's cracked, mm. maybe they fixed the, oh, yeah, right. So they've quickly fixed the bug that made it require the internet connection. Yeah, which I couldn't download because I had no internet connection. I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think that was a bug. I think that was a checkbox. I believe also, yes. <laughs> you know, it's not a bug if you you went yeah. to the little pull-down menu a, and you it's selected... It's a feature which you have come to regret, but that doesn't make it a bug. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, the bug in this, Sega, is whatever led to the decision of this being yes. put in there. Really. Yes. Um, which it has been established was not the decision of the people who actually made the game not, in this case not <laughs> at all shit. Yeah. Oh, well. and, you know I, I just feel the need to point out one more time as well historically the games companies that have been around the longest and have prospered the most are the ones that have actually had the shittiest DRM on their games mm. um, you might remember a well known publisher uh, Ocean do you remember oh, Ocean yes, Games? Ocean. Yeah, Just I published Ocean Games. Well, I, everyone who had a computer at the time had a selection of Ocean Games. And mm. they became renowned for their brilliant, uncrackable copy protection. And let me just check the Ocean Games on my shelf. Oh, no, there are none now <laughs> because they're gone. That's just one of many, many examples. Mm. Yeah. Um, of course, the history is littered with many closed game studios, but that's just one I know that closed for that reason. Mm. Uh, or it said they did. I don't think they'd ever admit that. 
No. Anyway. No, I'm uh, very, very anti-DRM. I mean, it's been, it's been years. It's basically been um, the last time I pirated a game was back when I had a Mac because right. game uh, companies wouldn't port to Mac because why would you? Um, you know, there was no real market there and it was a pain in the arse. Yeah. But games still could run on Mac. So what people did was they, uh, they basically, um, uh, fans, I suppose, uh, put them inside a virtual machine wrapper and put them up on pirate sites. So you do- basically you downloaded it, it launched, a, you know, a windows virtual machine and then launched the game within that. Is that called? Is that wine? Is it called wine? Wine was one yeah. of them. There were a few different types, but I think wine was probably one of the most popular. And I had a, you know, it, it was surprising what games could actually work within that. Uh, you know, you were screwed if you needed to patch it or anything like that. But um, yeah, I think that was the last time I pirated. I pirated games. I so annoyed that I missed last week's show because one of the stories was about the company who were giving out to put up a pirated copy of their own game to stop people from having to download unsafe pirated versions. Yes. That was a wonderful idea of theirs. Yeah. Great idea. Um, so yeah, not a fan of DRM. No, I, I, again, I can't remember the last game I pirated. I mean, okay. In my youth. in so Amiga days, whew, every game, I pirated, uh, but everybody did. And sorry, Commodore, that was us. <laughs> oh, bad. We, you know, uh, but since God, no, mm. not, not a console game ever. Cause making a pirated console game run while possible is f- the, the pain you have to go through. Yeah. I've, far never outweighs a, the, the benefit. I've never had a chipped console. I've had people, I've known people who had chipped consoles, like uh, mostly playstations, the original yeah. playstation. Um, but it always seemed like kind of a bollock to get it going. I I uh, had a chipped Xbox back in really? the day. Yeah, yeah. You could there was a, a shop in Headingley that would do it. You just take them your Xbox and thirty quid and pick it up a couple of hours later, and your Xbox did some weird and wonderful things. And it was pointless and shit. <laughs> and I would never do it again. And to be fair, the Xbox never really quite worked right again after that. Right. And what else you, you needed? You could you could pirate you could download pirated games off the internet and play them on your Xbox. But broadband at the time was just becoming a thing, so downloading something Speeds the size of, yeah, downloading something the size of an Xbox game was still ages. And they only had a, a five gig hard drive inside. So I mean, yeah, to be honest, that actually is the today's sort of biggest and most successful form of DRM is the fact that games are now reaching the 60 gig mark. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not downloading that shit. While I could download that, I'm not going to. No. And and even, even if you did it, I mean, you're looking at spending hundreds of pounds with, uh, on storage. I would need to buy, I need to buy a friggin' Blu-ray drive, which are still bloody expensive. Cheers, Sony. Yeah. Um, and the discs, and I would, you know, have to have some way of uh, cracking my, you know, my console, which the, the risk is even if you can crack it successfully now, there's no, you know, tomorrow they could push out an update which detects the, the yep. crack and breaks your console. Or, or uh, bans you from uh, 
the the online services that sort of thing they do that without hesitation and so yeah to me it's just not it's never it's not worth it It hasn't been for a long 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 time um although i occasionally pirate on principle the last time i did that i (laughs) this was fun i was one of seven people in the world (laughs) (laughs) i was one of seven people in the world seeding the only available torrent of the adventures of pluto nash oh well, yeah, there's a responsibility there, isn't there? I think it's gone now. I never watched it. I've never watched The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Why would you? But I uh, I saw, I, I sort of, I think I listened to a How Did This Get Made episode about it and thought, is there a torrent of this? And there was one. There should be a torrent of this. <laughs> yes, one of the worst films ever made. People need to remember why we don't see Eddie Murphy so much anymore. God, that's Sorry. that's like a whole people need, podcast people need to remember one of the reasons. Yeah, we just, don't see any more It just goes on and on and on. We keep, it does. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so you've uh, you've pre-ordered one of these SNES edition 3DS XLs. I did. Oh, that's so gorgeous! It's so nice. It popped up today. The uh, the SNES new Nintendo 3DS XL, and I just saw it and I thought I clicked the link. Because, of course, it had the link for Amazon. And do you ever go, I find this quite often nowadays, ever since I got into vinyl, you find yourself, you see the link and you click on it and you hope that it's sold out. Right, yeah, yeah, I know the <laughs> feeling. And it's not. So uh, because of Amazon's, uh, the way they don't charge you until it ships, I, know I have uh, about a month to uh, yeah to reconsider. Yeah, I was thinking about that, the Amazon um guarantee you know that you don't pay before it ships and it's good if you need to reconsider but i suppose it also means people can sort of snap up the pre-orders and then and then yeah let it go later it it does um but to be honest i pre-order a lot more stuff because that's the case because you can sort of change your mind on it or whatever if you don't you know yeah. Uh, it's fair enough, but this is at time of recording this show, listeners. This is still available to pre-order on Amazon. And, and it is and the, it's the price of a normal it really, 3DS XL. I mean, you know, it is just a 3DS XL. That's yeah. that's the important thing that I'm going to keep telling myself over and over again. It, it's just got different colored plastic shell on yeah. on the. That's it. That's the only difference. But it looks like a SNES, and it's amazing. I, for some reason, that grey on grey on grey <sighs> colour scheme has withstood the test of time. Really has as well. It really has. It's it's uh, it really is surprisingly modern, and it's. I was very sad to see that the uh, unlike the they did with the the SNES Mini, the SNES Classics, um, they haven't done a an American version of this. Oh yeah, of course. They've just done the yeah, because uh, yeah, the uh, the the snares and PAL in Japan was a nice rounded uh, gray on gray on gray thing with the you know the colorful buttons, and America for some reason got this big blocky purple abortion. So that's was, my new band. Yeah, <laughs> the big blocky purple abortions. Punk. I'm thinking punk. I believe it was the CEO of Nintendo America at the time who was not reggie as it is now no and he basically saw the design of the the palin uh cam one yeah and went yeah that's not going to sell here 
It's like, draw, 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 do that, do this instead. It was the same like, reason what? that the, okay. the yeah. NAS looked like a fa- uh, was very different to the Famicom. Yeah, it was coming into a very different market. It needed to look like an appliance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rather than a game thing. Uh, you know, I, I hear the the American YouTubers talk about the, the great gaming crash of 83, whatever, all the time. Which we didn't have. Yeah, and that's that's the, the key thing with it. It was just them. Mm-hmm. Really just them. We Computer games were always very popular here and in yeah. Japan as well. So they, they could get away with different stuff. Yeah, exactly. I want this 3DS though. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so much happier. I would. Here, here's the interesting thing. I would be happier buying this if it was a 2DS XL, even if I was still paying 180 quid. You see, well, that said though, right? <laughs> Just out of spite. <laughs> give the 3D a go. It's, <laughs> it's one of those, it's it's just like, I, I think it's just for, nicer to have the option. Mm. If, if you can. Maybe you'll never use on it. The, on the rare occasion where there is a game that requires it, which there aren't any. No, not a single anyway. one. No. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is not. If there's a game out there, that in any way uses it as a, an element in the game. I've not seen it or played it. Mm. So, no. you know, it's not that essential at all. Um, but it sometimes is re- it is actually really good 3D. Oh, I, I, I'm aware um, it, is, it is nice enough. And and so it's, I I just play with it on. Mm. I just always have. It's never bothered me. It's, it's, it's just been a nice thing to have. So... I, I don't don't regret it is all I'm saying I suppose <laughs> you, you'll be okay but, but I'm a recovering Catholic guilt and regret are all I have <laughs> I can't help you with that I'm afraid <laughs> oh yeah uh, I have I, I'll take on uh, Netflix and Audio Boom but the Catholic Church, <laughs> the Catholic I'm, Church. I, I'm working my way up. <laughs> Uh, uh, wonderful. It's nice. It's not yeah. even as if it's I have. A nice a, a, thing. It's not as if I have a boring 3ds. I've got the the orange and black one. You My know, choice. When you're given the choice, do you want the 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 very serious black one, the very serious blue one, or the very serious white one, or this orange one that kind of hurts your eyes to look at a bit because it's so orange. It's like, a good shade oh, of orange. Yeah, I'll have the orange one, please. If there it's, is a color option that is ridiculously garish, embrace it. Absolutely. So, you know, I've got that one. Alison's got the black one because, well, to be fair, at that point, the orange one was hard to get hold of. And it was, you can have right. the black one or you can have none. So, <laughs> you know, and it's quite sleek, actually. It looks really nice. But, oh, I would just, if I had infinite monies. Oh, yes, that, absolutely. That snares one. Or if it even, if it in any way was justifiably better than the one I've got. But it's <laughs> identical. If the, if the power and reset buttons were actually the buttons. Yeah, something, <laughs> anything, yeah. just, but no, it's the same. Oh, it's gorgeous, though. It is. But speaking is of, of Nintendo, mm-hmm. Mario is apparently no longer a plumber. What the fuck? What the fuck? Well, He's a plumber, man. He's a plumber. Yeah, but do you know we what? We all saw the movie. Yes, he was a plumber, but now he's he's sort of he's with Princess Peach, so he's sort of he's royalty now, technically, isn't he? What is he though? You can't have him plumbing. She seems to be a bit of a tease. That'd be like having Kate Middleton still I mean, doing the stuff. Ja- the Japanese—they're not renowned for their use of you know 
euphemism and double entendre. So I can only assume that when she, all this cake that she's been giving him over these years, it's just cake. It's moist cake, but it's just cake. It's just cake, yeah. Just cake. There is there is nothing else going on. Oh, they're getting, it's fine. Mario's getting his, I think. And, and so it's just, he's not a plumber. This has all come from just, what is this? Uh, the Japanese um, the, Mario profile on Nintendo.com, I think it is. Right. All around, spo- all around sporty, whether it's tennis or baseball, soccer or car racing, he, Mario, does everything cool. As, <laughs> as a matter of fact, he also seems to have worked as a plumber a long time ago. Well, you see, the fact that he's always off, you know, doing other things does not preclude him from being a plumber. You can be a traveling have, plumber. Because we, well, no, because we have, we've had plumbers in recently, and I can tell you for certain that the work is here and the plumbers are elsewhere. Yes, that seems so, to be the case with a lot. Yeah, we had similar trouble when we had our heating done. To the point where I am now having to do some plumbing. <laughs> the secret is it's not that hard. I know, I've looked it up. It's really piss easy. It's just pipes. It's just pipes. And like the modern like connections and stuff, it's so easy. I was going to solder on, I was going to cap some pipes. I was going to, you know, do it all with solder and everything. I was like, no, just use these compression fittings. Yeah. Yeah. Do you I, have a spanner? There you go. I, I did our, our we, you know, we did our sink in the kitchen and everything. Just click, click. It's like fucking Meccano. Plumbers don't want you to know that, obviously. They really don't. And and to be fair, I'll do the water, but they also do gas, and that one I'm not touching. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I suppose that is the (laughs) the hazard risk that still makes them employable. Yeah. I mean, if water goes wrong, of the three sort of elements in your house, well, and gas and electricity, of course, um, being an Mm. idiot is not an element, but water's the least going to kill you. Absolutely. And then the other two are like, Electricity, if you're lucky, probably just you would be killed Jeez. by that. Gas. Gas, that's, that could be the street. You know, that could be Abs- really yes. bad. So, Abs- yeah, so public safety information from Simply Syndicated Gaming News. Don't fuck with your gas pipes. Just mm-hmm. leave them, probably. Or yeah. phone a plumber. Uh, but not Mario. Not Mario, apparently. And you would think, I mean, have you seen the state of the Mushroom Kingdom? There's fucking pipes coming out everywhere. Well, he's either done a shit job or he's ignoring potential work. Exactly. They are everywhere aren't, and quite large. And so uh, does, does this mean if they're saying that, you know, if you say that he's essentially royalty, does that mean that the Mushroom Kingdom are, you know, part of their tax goes, you know, to him? Because he runs around clacking up those coins with complete abandon. He doesn't give a shit whose they are. It's kind of like the queen scooping yeah. money out of wishing wells and stuff like that yeah. isn't it like oh and this is just lying to, around if any of the citizens try to stop him from taking those coins he kicks the shit out of them that's true he does that he, i well i didn't say he was a good king or prince or whatever rank they've given him but consort you know some sort of uh a courtesan yeah I don't know. I'm okay with him not being a plumber. I think if so. I ever hacked anything, I would hack this what this site and just list his occupation as professional fuckboy. <laughs> <laughs> Brings his brother sometimes. He does. Uh, doesn't Luigi have a girlfriend as well? Uh, again, ish. Right. Ish. But yes. Fair enough. 
What else do yeah, we have so. here? Games Done Quick raises over $225,000 for Hurricane Harvey victims. Well done there. Very, absolutely. What That's is a nice thing. Yeah. Games Done Quick, uh, last minute on, online speedrun weekend. That's yeah. what they did. Um, so this was completing a number. Well, let's see what they actually did. Uh, let's have a look. I'm not sure exactly what it is because I missed it, of course, because no internet. No internet. But, uh, you can check out some of the action from the event in the video below. Yeah. Speedrunners flying through games such as Wario Land, Yoshi's Island, and The Legend of Zelda are linked to the past. I still need to fucking complete that. <laughs> well, it's um, it was impressive that they were able to throw it together so quick. And it's basically the biggest, you know, the, their two uh, yearly events are pretty much the biggest events on Twitch. And the continue to read so it's 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 a cool thing that the gaming community came together and did, you know. It's it's good to know that that's possible. Absolutely, absolutely. And I've heard people. It's funny because I only uh, started paying attention to the uh, games done quick about two years ago, and apparently they've been going for about five or six. And uh, have you you know have you ever been near Twitch chat? No. During a live event, no. don't. That's, don't. It's yeah, incredibly that, toxic. That's the feeling I got. Yeah, it's remarkably toxic. And it was uh, the one time I dipped my toe in. I suppose I, I got it fairly mild because I didn't get hit by any other racism or sexism. But it was just full of people lamenting how uh, games done quick has sold out. How you know in the first couple of years, you know people were swearing and things were much freer. Whereas in the years I've watched, it's been you know fairly family friendly. Right. You know, no bad language, nothing like this, but, um, you know, some occasional euphemism and such, but that was, that's all. And I just, oh, fuck off. It's about enjoying games and raising money. It's a good cause. The more people get involved, the better. And in order to open it up to more people, you sacrifice a little bit of your, you know, uh, I don't even know. I was going to say freedom of speech, but it's not even that. It's just, you know, you, you behave a little better. To not scar people away who don't like, do you uh, know, swear, swearing in online content is something that I have given a lot of thought and personal debate to over the years. Because hmm. it back in the days of starting movies, you should see it was it was a big deal. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, it was a big deal. The fact that we could talk the way that we did, um, and it be a perfectly acceptable thing for us to do was mm. it, that was a new thing yeah coming off um, from sort of the restrictions of radio <laughs> which, yeah um and yeah. It, it wasn't necessarily that we were going out of our way to swear although i'd be lying if i said i'd never done that but <laughs> you know it, it was just the fact that we could literally just say what we wanted and it didn't matter and still and doesn't it, and that is a wonderful, and it wasn't wonderful just thing. swearing it was you know subject matter yeah, you know, absolutely. You, you could say things that were colourful and off-colour at the same time. Yeah, which was wonderful and, and yeah. very liberating. But at the same time, I'm also acutely aware that that puts off people. Hmm. Like, Some people, yes. Not everybody's into that. And the truth is, as I've grown older, I'm less into that. You know, it's it's certainly not something I consider to be new and edgy anymore, just swearing a lot. I, I swear yeah. when I do because I just am in a, a troglodyte. But, 
you it's know, part of you now. You can't cut it out. Yeah, um, the so would cut out so much else. But I think if I was starting everything again now, I'd probably do it in a perfectly non-sweary way. Hmm. Well, I suppose it depends. You know, I suppose as you as you say, as you get older, you start to view it's not the fact that swearing is necessarily bad, but an awful lot of the people who their content is famous for having. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, expletives in it. When you take that away, the actual content itself doesn't stand up on its own. Yeah. But if the thing can stand up, like um, zero punctuation, you know, Yahtzee, the guy who does the incredibly quick game reviews. Yes. If you take that away, his content does stand up on his own, on its own. But the swearing, it's not only acceptable, but it's actually, it adds to things because... He's not just saying fuck over again. He's incredibly creative. He is Malcolm Tucker-esque in the things he can come up with and the, the depths to which he can dredge his sick imagination. It, it really is a skill in itself. It, yeah. it really but, is. I have tremendous yeah. respect for people who can do it. Yeah. But to say that there are, it w- I don't think it would be an exaggeration to say that there are thousands of YouTube channels which are basically just, eh, look at that twat. Eh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If not millions. And they're all crying out at the moment because of this YouTube uh, apocalypse thing, which I've just sort of been sitting back and <laughs> laughing at. <laughs> yeah. I think what it's fucking fuck hilarious. Expecting? I really think it's fucking hilarious for for a number of reasons. Oh, absolutely. Number one. Absolutely. Oh, Mr. YouTuber, I'm a podcaster. Is life hard on this network that someone else has made for you and runs for you and got you advertising for and just put it on for you when you check the fucking box? Is that hard for you? Oh, so that's my first reaction, right? If you've got a problem with the way YouTube are treating you, go and build your own fucking network. I did it. So there. And okay. if he can do it, no. Uh, well, to some extent, yeah. yeah. I, I've, I have done <laughs> no, nothing. No, hard. <laughs> I, yeah, but I mean, in terms of the, the technical logistics behind what makes Simply Syndicated work, there is nothing that is unique to us or unobtainable mm. by everybody on the planet. And, and so, yeah, if I can do it in the way that it's been done, fucking everybody can. You might have to read a few websites to learn how stuff works, but if you can't even be bothered to do that, I don't want to hear your podcast. And it is essentially free. You can podcast for free if you, you know, it might take a bit more effort. You might speed things up if you were willing to pay a few quid, but you can do it for free if you're willing to look into it enough. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's been hilarious because all these people bitching and moaning about how terrible it is that uh, uh, providers are pulling their support for ads. It's like, no, 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 bitch. You have been for the past couple of years in the Wild West, unregulated, completely unregulated. What is happening now is not a terrible crime. It is normalization. It is you. It is the things that everyone else who deals with advertisers has had to deal with for years. Yeah. I mean, I've, it, it's, I've, over the years, I've heard about, God, the, there was a woman who ran a PR company who was, we were talking about the idea of some form of sponsorship deals with companies mm-hmm. and th- various things. And the upshot of what she came to was people aren't going to want to be associated with your network because your shows have that explicit button next to them. Mm-hmm. And 
I kind of despaired at that a bit and I ended up talking to the guys from the Masters of Non show and their response was, Rich, who's the mm-hmm. highest paid person on the radio ever in the world? Like Howard Stern. Oh, mm. right. Yeah. Like, see, it's bullshit that people don't want yeah. to advertise next to something with the explicit tab. That's bullshit. They want to advertise on something that millions of people are listening to end of. Absolutely. But and where YouTube same. went wrong is they they figured maybe people wouldn't be mind being next to like ISIS videos and yeah. stuff. And and that they they actually it turns yeah. out that was that was the line, right? Yeah, there. and the uh I mean the Wikipedia page for where YouTube went wrong, dot 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 is is it's it's fucking encyclopedic, I'm sure. But yeah, also after that, after they made that mistake, the next mistake they made was in how they went about um, trying to sort it out. You know, the system that they got in place where they demonetize things and then you can ask for a review and then they may get to you eventually, but not until your video has been out for a while, after which most of the views that you were ever going to get for that video will have been uh, viewed yeah. and you're not going to get any money for those views retrospectively. I mean, it's a nightmare. And, you know, Absolutely. I, I've noticed they work the same on copyright claims as well. They just Oh, they're of, a disaster. Yeah, they just demonetize what you've got until all the views are gone and then uh, yeah. put it back. I think they recently, they recently uh, fucked up. I saw it on Twitter. Uh, do you know the guy who did uh, Salad Fingers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He got a copyright strike on his YouTube channel from another company because they claimed that his original videos which they had sampled in their own videos, infringed on their copyright. Oh. And YouTube were like, yep, sounds, sounds about right. <clears throat> That's impressive. Fucking YouTube. So yeah, YouTube has got to be a podcaster and then come back. So yeah, home. so it looks like Twitch, uh, there may be a bit of a boom in uh, places switching over to Twitch. I mean, a lot of places, anywhere that, you know, any channel that was worth its salt now already has a Patreon. Yeah. Which is where the majority of their funds will come from. But uh, I've heard a lot of murmurings of people moving over to Twitch, which um, will be interesting because I think Twitch, to be a partner on Twitch, you have to agree not to put your content anywhere else. Right. Okay. Yeah. I so, use I use Twitch uh, rather than YouTube now uh it's just nice to keep all the all of it separate um and just have streaming stuff on there i hear they're they're working on a a video uploader you know sort of comparable to youtube so oh there is an up yeah i've i've already uploaded some stuff um yeah that's that it's new though like yeah it, it still smells new kind of thing uh if <laughs> fresh new or stanky new <laughs> if fr- if proper spanky shiny new um it, it's all right uh so yeah it's a nice site i like it and it works when i use it so i have very little to complain about plus i'm an amazon uh, they're now owned by amazon yes they are so uh i i got like i got an email about this i got upgraded to like their premium version of twitch the premium you know whatever super user status there is just because i have an amazon prime account yeah that is the other i think i have that because Purely because I have Amazon Prime, I'm not. I'm not yeah. even sure. Not even do, sure. Oh yeah, Twitch I do Prime. like that. Whenever, whenever Amazon buys something up, they're like, "All right, Prime users, how about it?" 
Yeah, they are pretty good with that, actually, aren't they? They yeah. could have done that with Comixology, but, you know. Yeah, that's still a bit of a mess, in my opinion. Oh, they fucked that up so much. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've honestly, I've not bought another single comic since Amazon bought Comixology and took the store off the iPad. Right. I used to just spend ages just browsing through, and you'd just buy them all. Like, oh, I fancy that. Buy it. It's only, it's only a pound. Whatever. You forget that you're spending 30 quid. But, Absolutely. You know, that's that's part of the genius of it. But since they did that, I've not bought another single comic. Yeah. If I was able to get one of those custom uh, printed uh, debit cards, I would have it printed with the message death by a thousand cuts. Because I think that's how, that's how I'm going to die. Yes. <laughs> that's how all my accounts are going to die. Hey, speaking of micro-purchases, what's this with Bethesda's Creator Club forces you to download files you may not have purchased? Yes. Yeah, so it's forcing, uh, it's basically, it's the online equivalent of on-disk DLC. You know, it's forcing you to download the content and then you're just paying for unlocking it. Right. But the thing, it's, it's such a thing, I wish more games companies would get this. People are willing to download your games, but don't download other shit without telling them. They keep doing it, don't they? It it goes for DRM, and it goes for any other shit. If you're going to download something to my computer, tell me about it first. I I I can't help but wonder: Are they doing when they do it, and they know they're going to get bad, bad press about it when they get found out, mm-hmm. and they know they're going to get found out. What are they, or do they not think, they are they doing it thinking maybe this will be the time we get away with it forever? I don't know. Like, you would think Bethesda would be a bit more cautious considering just how bad their history with this sort of thing is from like all the way back in the day, you know, horse armor. I, I have to do a bit of a quick Bethesda, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> you know, because... First of all, I'm not going to buy Skyrim again. Uh, you can fuck off with that so much. That is pissing me off that that's what you brought to the Switch. Oh, God, I've bought it three times. You know, I'm, it's just not going to happen. Right? Oh, I feel sick. <laughs> because like you, I, I too have bought Skyrim three times. Yeah. I'm th- I think it really is. Yeah. PC version, yeah. Xbox and PS4. I'm not buying it again. I'm just, it's not yeah. that good. It's it's really not. Um, it's pretty good though. It is, but it's, it's <laughs> you know I should, when there are still games in the world that I haven't played that are equally as good, if not better. Do mm. I need a fourth playthrough of Skyrim? I it, it's <laughs> just not on the cards. And then the paid mods are back. Paid mods, that's what they are. Paid mods. And and Wait. the fact that you try and hide that behind, well, you buy points and then you buy the things with points. So it's not really like you're buying the things with money. Like Even Microsoft knocked that in the fucking head years ago. Yeah. I mean, they were fucking terrible with that when the Xbox 360 yeah, the came out with the, this is 1500 points and a point is 0.72 of a penny. Yeah. Like, oh. Absolutely. Um, they were horrible and stopped that. And yep. so Bethesda, you're being shit and you're better than this. Can you can you just like give yourselves a slap in the face and shake yourselves up a bit, please? Yeah, and I didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, but the way they launched this thing was I couldn't help but feel skeevy. 
with the way they did it because they were like, if you log on, we'll give you 100 free credits to use. Okay. How much are the individual things? What? How much are the things, you know, each? Not telling you unless you log on. Okay. Right. Well, how much is it to buy more credits? How much, you know, what's the, the price difference there? No idea. No idea. Just buy our shit. <sighs> and of course, they tried to get in a little joke because one of the pieces of DLC is an armor with horse parts on it. So it's horse armor. It's not funny if you're making me fucking pay for it. No, none mm. of it's. I, I hate this idea. It's still very much something we laugh at you about, not with. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I'm not sure how keen I'm, I am on this idea of games being platforms in their own right and then, yeah. and then charging money for that. Yeah. I mean, it's happened already. You know, every single game now has their own login to our own personal servers and you'll unlock this piece of DLC and this piece of DLC. And that's been going for years now. So I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going away. I just really hope that people don't use this. Well, have you, have you heard the latest thing that Warner Brothers have done with the is it Shadows of Mordor game? I've kind of been ignoring it a little. What's What have they done now? This one is spectacular, right? Okay. One of the developers has sadly died, really? and his fellow developers decided to commemorate him by creating a, a character in the game. Nice. Uh, but, nice. That looked a bit like, you know, I think it was a bit mm -hmm. of an orky thing, but they made it look like him and named it after him and all this. It was their mark of respect to their colleague that they'd lost. Yeah. What Warner, have they done? And Warner Brothers have put it out as paid DLC. Oh. <laughs> Which is probably the worst thing I've ever heard a games company do. I don't, I don't know what, the sort of the business, you know, the, the people who run the war, the, uh, the film part of, of Warner, like I've never had any complaints against them, never heard any huge problems with them, but the game side, whoever's in charge there, there's problems. I mean, isn't that like, a, that's actually that's, a little bit upsetting. They were, that is genuinely, yeah, that is uh, very, very poor taste. They, they did something for their mate that they worked with and they, they lost. And yeah, they, oh, that's very touching. How can yeah. we sell this? I know. Isn't that, doesn't that reek of actually having no soul? It genuinely feels slightly evil. Yeah. Not evil. Evil. I, uh, I, I'm really upset that there are people like that in the world. You know, yeah. it's that level of horrible. It's like, just, can't you just let a thing exist without you having to make money off it? Especially when it's, that People sounds dangerously close to socialism, my friend. It's just, and America will not have that. Yeah, it's just horrible. Horrible. Uh, oh, anyway, moving on. So left a nasty taste in the mouth. Yeah, but Sony's bringing back the crystal clear controllers for the PS4. It'd be great if they weren't PS4 controllers. It really would. I mean, all we want, Sony, is... is Get rid of that fucking trackpad. The trackpad and the light and... and I'd let them have the microphone. I'd let them have that. Is there a it's microphone a thing in you it? Can, it's, oh, sorry, speaker. Speaker, I always call it a microphone. Right. Little speaker. 
they could leave the speaker. It's unobtrusive. I can ignore it. I just turn it off in games. I'm, I'm actually somewhat okay with the speaker. I, I I don't mind it when it's used well in in Shadows of Middle Earth. It's being used very well, and I I quite like it. Mm. Um, when you hide in a bush, it makes a rustling in bushes noise, and that's like where you and that that's pretty cool. <laughs> does that tickle you? <laughs> yeah, it does a little bit. But that's you know stuff like that. That's okay, but it can be done very badly. So I'm okay with that. But the battery lasts for 14 seconds. That's mm. my biggest gripe, other than you can't put the fucking thing down. It's its yeah. lowest point are the L and R buttons, and mm. you put it down when you're watching YouTube, and it starts fast-forwarding, and that yeah. it drives me insane. Yeah. And that would even not be as bad if there was some sort of official PS4 media controller. There isn't. Yeah, there isn't really the the one. The only one that's available. It's ridiculously expensive, and yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, you could use you could, but yeah, I think you could probably power a uh, a regular Bluetooth controller. But I'm not sure what the how much access you would have. You know, in terms of menu settings and you know being able to uh, do various things with it. Whether you get the full feature of the remote out of it. There is one called the official universal oh, remote but it's not possible to get hold of it's not made by sony yeah it's a, the officially licensed one and it's got mm-hmm. more buttons on it than the keyboard i've got plugged into my mac right now <laughs> i yeah. i just need something that doesn't fast forward the video when i put it down that's that's all i don't want to have to hold it for mm. the entire video please uh, it is such a shame because these do i mean it's just such a good look I mean, am I, am I imagining it? Is it just nostalgia clouding my, but these sort of semi-transparent plastic, really nice. I like it. That's really nice. I, I do like it a lot. Um, I'm quite tempted to get one because I feel like I could do with a second controller. If only mm. because the first one's getting a bit clarty now, to be fair. <laughs> okay. it's, it's been in a lot of sweaty hands throughout its mm. life, you know. Um, I've noticed that the rubber on the uh, the thumbsticks does tend to perish a little quicker than many controllers that I've had. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's easily replaceable. I, yeah, I've put some of the little co- silicon covers on. Oh, yeah, you mentioned. I was, I've, I, I, that is one thing i got to say about modern controllers. Like, really, this latest generation and maybe, maybe you know, the previous one, analog sticks... The quality of analog sticks has gone up immeasurably because I was an N64 user and that thing, it, it went limp yeah, it faster did. than me. And it, yeah, even when I moved on to straight up through the Xbox, you could get, you know, maybe a year or so out of a controller before suddenly you were having to restart the console because the, you know, the controller, uh, the analog stick was slightly out of its dead zone. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. You'd start the game and your character would just be inexplicably walking <laughs> slightly just off. always to the left. Always. always to the left. Yeah, yeah. See, but I, I still have my original Xbox controllers. And of all of the controllers behind me, my favorite is probably the, the DualShock 2, which I don't know how old it is, the one I've got, but... It's still in great working order. 
Do you know what? Really? If anything, the quality of D pads has plummeted. It has. Well, I think that I believe the reason for that is that Nintendo actually own the uh, the patent on the specific uh, Nintendo D pad since the Game Boy days, or even since before then, and they are holding on to that tight. And other companies just you know, if they go anywhere near it, so other companies do have to try and come up with their own D pad solution. Uh, and none of them are quite as good as what Nintendo managed to get the first time. No. That's 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 very true. I mean, got I, mean I I quite like the Xbox One controller. And the D-pad on it is horrible. It's really nasty because if you try and if you like you're holding down and you then move over to right, you know, as if you were doing a a Hadouken or whatever. Yeah. There's a really nasty crunch of plastic. Right. underneath your finger and you just think oh god no I've got a DualShock 3 here that isn't terrible but still there's no getting mm-hmm. past Nintendo doing the best ones mm-hmm. true which true. is just irritating because you can't really use them with anything else Mind yeah. you, it's, especially, get a- <laughs> it's especially irritating considering <laughs> that, uh, in recent years the form factor of their sort of native controllers has not been great you know, in terms of hand comfort? Well, they've been through a period of odd hand controllers, to be fair. Mm. I mean, mm. the Wiimote was an interesting experiment that I'm very <laughs> glad has come to an end. Oh, uh, uh, yes, that was, yeah, that was that experimental year of college, which, you know, it was important, but uh, let's not talk about that. Yeah. Uh, the best games I've played on the Wii have been the ones that in no way make use of the motion controls, which mm. essentially puts you back on an up, down, left, right, A, B setup, which is... Still, you at know, least they didn't repeat that mistake with 3D. That's true. Mm. Yeah, but the idea that when you you know when the Wiimote came out, when they were like, and games which don't use motion controls, you can just hold the Wii mode horizontally, and you see it's a D-pad and two buttons. It's like, no, it fucking isn't, mate. Yes, it, I am not touching that. It feels very uncomfortable. Um, Deeply, I kind of fancy a, a, Switch, a Wii Pro controller, but then which again, is basically an Xbox 360 style yeah. controller. Being X, but Microsoft, Microsoft hit on the form factor. Sony, I mean, our Nintendo have the buttons. And Sony, uh, no, Sony can fuck off. Mm. I would like a Switch Pro controller, actually. I really Isn't it would. basically just the old, you know? Yeah, but it's a ni- it's apparently very nice. They're just uh, quite expensive, so I haven't got around to and it. And of course, the uh, because games companies are lament to accept USB as a universal standard. Uh, the Nintendo the the Wii and Wii U Pro controllers are not forward compatible. Well, they're Bluetooth, so no. Mm. Oh, and the the Switch that Wii U used weird controllers. I need to know more about the Wii U. Actually, it's sixty quid the Pro controller for the Switch. Again, why? At, at least I could buy one. At least mm. they're in stock. That's something. <laughs> <laughs> 70 quid for the Splatoon 2 edition of the Pro Controller, which is the same controller, but it's well, essentially we kind of... Do the, uh, we should do the weekly price check on what the extra selling switches for. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, th- I think they're still on 320 this week. Oh, I'm, it's come down. I'm on, I'm on CEX annoyingly often. 
Uh, let's have a look. Nintendo Switch, £320. That's a grey one. So that's down... Well, I didn't know. I don't know what it was last week, but the week before was it three forty-five? Something like that, I think. Yeah. We may be seeing the, the decline. We might be. Let's see what they're doing the Neo one for Nintendo Switch. All oh, right, no, the Neo one is three forty. Right. It's the grey one that's three hundred and twenty. Mm. My launch day one two seven nine. You fucker! Just had to pre-order. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. It's not like I did anything special. We're not supposed to. People shout at you if you pre-order stuff nowadays. Not hardware, and not Nintendo hardware at that. Don't mm. you know? Don't pre-order PS4 games. That's ridiculous. When was the last time anyone ran out of PS4 games? But True. I do pre. I you know Nintendo stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should pre-order that. Um, especially when it's a Switch. I watched that presentation in January. and You were very excited immediately. <laughs> yeah, I pre-ordered immediately. The nanosecond they were available. Um, because I really wanted one. That, that, was, that was it. It's a good reason. It's a good reason. Um, but yeah, I've pre-ordered games on cartridges because I, I think they're going to run out. And some they have. Mm, true. Um, I've, got, I've got Super Mario Odyssey pre-ordered. That it's funny. It's so strange to me to think that Nintendo have gone back to cartridges. It's hilarious, but also kind of brilliant. <laughs> it is, they're great. I love them. Because <laughs> do you know what? There's something else we could talk about that that we haven't right. really bookmarked. But there are some rumblings at the moment of Sony doing a new PS4 based handheld. <sighs> And I, I sorry, that was involuntary. Yeah, I understand. Uh, that I, I think it was it would be worth sort of pointing out some of the very serious problems with this concept. Right, just historically, I want to go back and point out that the PSP, or from its inception all the way to the, the you know the PS Vita, as they called it, which was hilarious because here in here in Ireland, that's a kind of bread, uh, Vita bread, but its legacy is that there are some games on it that were made exclusive to try and make the console sell, and they're still exclusives, and you can't play them without a PSP. So they, it's, its legacy is irritation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I nearly... Fucking Valkyria Chronicles 2. It was a crime that that was an exclusive. I uh, nearly bought a PSP the other day because... Apparently, they're fantastic for modding and putting emulators on. I've heard that. I have heard that. Um, from my... Uh, I remember I was telling you a few weeks ago about uh, trying out the PSP emulator on the uh, the Raspberry Pi. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was I was slightly enthused about it. Um, yeah. Avoid. Right. Avoid. Hard. Okay. Yeah. Fear left. <laughs> Suddenly. it. Uh, yeah, it's just beyond what the device is capable of. So I can see it. Basically, that means that I can see it being a very good emulator, uh, the PSP being a very good emulator on anything up to then. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, I'd be... They're sort of available pre-owned. Well, you have to get a pre-owned one, but, but <laughs> sort of between 40 and £70, pounds, depending on the model that you want. Because mm. there, are, there are fucking loads uh, they did do it, yeah. There was something like four different iterations of the PSP, and of those iterations, there were different colours and models and 
that sort of thing. So there, there are loads. And yeah, can- it started with a disk drive, and then it got rid of the disk drive because UMD yeah. was a failure. Um, and then it went download only. Uh, but apparently the thing is, when you connect them to your Mac or PC, they are recognized like a hard drive. Right. And the entire operating system is exposed. So they were actually hacked with Homebrew in like as quickly as a Sonic game. Do you think so? Because <laughs> uh, there was nothing to crack. It was like, here's the OS. And I, oh, thank you. Uh, Do you think that was a choice? Do you I, think Sony thought... I don't know. It might help us if you know this thing is... It's quite versatile because remember this was around the same time. Do you remember when the original PS3s came out when they were selling it as you can install Linux? Yeah. On when your you PS3? Could, you could yeah. actually get Linux for the PS3. Yeah. Which resulted when they removed that capability resulted in a court case by people who had been using Linux on the PS3 and Sony lost. Didn't the, the American Department of Defense bought like a bunch of them millions or something stupid and made like just processing arrays of ps3s and stuff like that and then they were like yeah not happy about this turn it off like oh we've kind of spent hundreds of millions of dollars on that you need to make it work again Uh, but anyway we digress Mm -hmm. the the problems with a, a ps4 equivalent handheld are astronomical Mm um I, I have to point out the fact that the 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 switch is significantly less powerful than the PS4 is because it fits in the box that it fits in. It's Nin- the form factor, yeah. Nintendo aren't being arseholes about it, saying you don't need that much power. No, they've made the decision that they need their machine to fit into that box. And Sony has said, well, as is just going to sit under the TV, so it can sit in a much bigger box. Mm-hmm. And yet they can shrink that down, and they have. There's a PS4 Slim now, and it's a little bit smaller than the PS4, but mm. it's still not going to fit in a box the size of the Nintendo Switch. It's a, it is a significantly smaller shrinkage than previous, you know, hardware revisions of the previous consoles. You yeah. Know? And it's consider it's surprising. It's especially surprising considering what Microsoft have done with the Xbox uh, One S. Fuck, um, <laughs> is actually remarkable. The size of that thing, the amount the trunk down. But then again, they were starting from a fucking huge thing. So yeah, how see, much of that was dead space? See, if you if you were to crack open an NES. Right? There's a lot of air in there. Oh, all the way through to the N64. Yeah. A lot of air. Yeah. But the the PS4? No. No, 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 no. And and even the PS3, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. And sadly, that's the reason those consoles, I think, did not get the transparent uh, shells. Possibly so. Because if you put the transparent shell on, you know, a PS4, an Xbox One, an Xbox 360, all you're going to see, you're not going to see a bunch of cool components. You're just going to see a massive fucking hate shield. Yeah. That's all you see on my Crystal Xbox. Mm. Um, it, it's, and it's why so many of them overheated. But at least it has a, a giant X on the box. That is true. Yeah. Um, so this idea that Sony just, oh, we'll make a PS4 and a handheld. Like, no, you fucking won't. And, and they know that, mm. <laughs> you know, that yeah. 
the, the about the most powerful thing you can fit into something the size of a Nintendo Switch is a Nintendo <laughs> Switch. Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Th- there are limits to f- human technology, and and a handheld PS PS4 is beyond those limits today. It yeah. won't be forever. We hmm. will definitely in our lifetime see a handheld gaming device that is as powerful as the PS4 underneath my TV right now, but not today. Not, I mean, not I this am year. still, you know, coming from the years of, you know, my first Game Boy was a Game Boy Color. So coming from that, I'm still amazed whenever I see a modern uh, 3D, a 3DS. I'm thinking that that fits in this. Exactly. Uh, it's amazing. How do you do this? It's amazing. And I it, still think the fact that the Game Boy Advance was, it was a little, it was a little snares. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And, and yet uh, I look at my phone and I think, nah, whatever. Yeah, what can what can you do? <laughs> well, what can't it do? It's it's ludicrous. Yeah. I I often sit there when I'm I'm doing my little YouTube videos while I make coffee in the morning, thinking, oh God, will you just hurry up and compress this 1080p high definition video and upload it to fucking YouTube already? And you don't stop to think. Yeah, remember when your phone just had phone numbers in it? I know. You know. weird. And, you know, I mean, this week my phone has been, you know, my lifeline because I have a, a decent data package. Um, so I've been using it. I used it to watch. Well, I didn't use it to watch, but I used it to download uh, the Twin Peaks finale, um, which I don't want to talk about. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's been my lifeline this week. Uh, but even then, you know, using it for everything I've been using, I still look and think, whatever, whatever. I downloaded a Morse code app. You can type stuff out and it, tra- it translates it into Morse code. Check this out. That was a rude word, wasn't it? Not telling. <laughs> it was certainly nothing libelous, I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think there's going to be a handheld PS4. No. Anytime soon. What the, my other thing is like, I I, Even, alri- I, yeah. I already own a pile of PS4 games, and surely the thing that would attract me most to a handheld PS4 is that if, I I already yeah. own a pile of PS4 games. So is it going to play the Blu-rays? <laughs> no, because that's ludicrous. Yeah, <laughs> that that's batshit. Well, crazy. it's especially ludicrous considering that with the announcement of the PS4 Pro, Sony's console aimed specifically specifically at supporting 4k content the ps4 pro cannot play 4k blu-rays blu-ray a format owned by fucking sony yeah hi Hi. this is why i've not rushed out to buy a ps4 pro I mean, yeah. There's honestly, so many. Like, why has why does it not do this then? If that's what it's like, they it's like they've completely forgotten that the only reason they still exist today, the only reason they did not go under brutally, was that the PS3 was a Blu-ray player. <laughs> it, it's something they've pulled off with every single PlayStation up to the PS4. Mm. Uh, that you know, people bought the PS1 because it played music CDs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know people bought the PS2 because it was a, blue, a DVD player. Absolutely. And, absolutely. And, that's, yeah. 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 And you're absolutely right that people, there are people who, plenty of people 
who bought mm-hmm. the PS3 because it was also a Blu-ray player. Which was a legitimate reason to buy it. Absolutely. It was definitely something it had over the Xbox 360. I mean, for yes. God's sake, the HD DVD add-on for that. God. I, I, I was going to save this for random access memories. Did you get I, one? I bought one. Oh, I nearly got one. I mean, that's that's not bad. Shall we save that? Shall we save that? Save it's it. a good story. Save it's it. a good story, yeah. yeah. But that thing... Yeah, it was a, a perfectly legitimate reason to buy a PS3. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, you know, the days of physical media—I I don't think the days of physical media are ending anytime soon. I mean, I have a little pile of Blu-rays there. They're, you know, things that I really, really want to see in the best quality possible. But I think for Sony to back off on Blu-ray, so you know, in such a stupid way, <laughs> there's no other yeah. way. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. I mean, they make the fucking drives. Oh, Sony's and past is littered with fucking ludicrous, stupid ideas, though. There's I, a website out there, The uh, I think it's the Museum of Obsolete Media, and Sony, I mean, they have taken the scattergun approach to formats in that they throw out hundreds of them. And 99 of them, 99% fail, but the ones that do stick around are the ones that we remember. Betamax tapes. They still, you know, they did not find a home in consumer market, but professional market. They were, they were there for years. That I believe they still are. Um, I I remember when Mike Dawson told me he was taking all the digital copies of his films into work to have them transferred onto Betamax. And yeah, the response Digi-Beta of Beta was big. So, yeah. Sorry, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> you. you Okay, are you going to put the soundtrack on Wax Cylinder as well? What? <laughs> what? Why? And like, because that's what we use. That's yeah. that, you know, you get today's Emmerdale's on a Digibeater. Yeah. It's just what, what do you do? Mini disc. Oh, I had a mini disc. That was late, I did wasn't not it? go in for that. I went in I, for that. It was all right. I always, I always looked at that as a ridiculous thing. It was okay. It was. It was the replacement for cassettes, not the replacement for CDs. Mm. And it had some great elements to it. And I, mini discs themselves were fantastic, great, tangible things mm. um, that were great. As weird as it sounds, they were very satisfying to own and to use and to operate. I, yeah, they were nice little objects. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed having them a lot. And again, something that looked great with a transparent case. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, I think the the technology was just superseded. Very yeah, it quickly. had the disadvantage of being around at the time of CD, which was, um, you know, it did have its flaws. But well, we we got burnable CDs not long mm-hmm. into the life of mini disc, and I think that's really what did it in. And especially right. with the cheapness of burnable CDs, very quickly, mm. it, they just couldn't compete. And when you put stuff on a mini disc. You had to record it in real time. Oh, that's, that's that was bug. the problem. Yeah. Um, so I, I remember basically uh, when I had a mini disc player, it was my own. So I had a little portable one, but Tristan, who I lived with at the time, had a, a mini disc deck for his stereo. Right. So I right. used his stereo to just put 10 albums on 10 mini discs. And that <laughs> was like the 10 albums I ever had for that mini disc player. <laughs> That, that was just it. But I I loved that thing, and it ran off a single AA battery for hours and hours. 
Mm. It, it was great. But where the hell are we on this show anyway? Oh, we yeah, semi-transparent controllers. Okay, let's move on. What is this? Official? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to throw this in. Yeah, no, uh, this is a partnership <laughs> between Nintendo and SanDisk who are selling official, official Nintendo Mikey. Switch memory cards. Which are completely generic SanDisk memory cards. I believe I have a one. Switch in, logo. I believe I have one in my Switch right now. Uh, and they come, they come in a package with Nintendo drawings on it. And you'll tear that up and throw it yep. away and go, why do they still come in this shit packaging? And then you'll put the memory card in and forever forget that it came from SanDisk. Significantly, they, they don't, funny enough, they don't mention what the price of these will be. If, if they are not identical <laughs> to non-Nintendo Switch SD cards, then, then they are immoral people. I that, just, I'm wondering who, who, who approached who? Was this? Who approached yeah. who? It must be SanDisk. Oh, of course. It must be. There, there, there has been a little controversy in the Switch universe this week because Switch some, universe, yeah, because some uh, games have been coming out saying the Switch. The Switch must, universe is that where you is that the one place where you can't get a fucking plumber? It is. <laughs> there was one guy. He doesn't do it anymore though. No. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, some games are starting to require that you have a micro SD card. Right. And some people are like, oh, I don't want to get a micro SD card. Uh, well, okay, then you can't play that game, can you? <laughs> is is my response. Um, but I'm saying that as somebody who bought a micro SD card. I, they are, you know, almost pathetically cheap these days. They're obscenely cheap. Uh, I mean, it, yeah. Hang you on. can get, yeah, Amazon, I'm guessing you could get a, I would say you get a 64 for a tenner. A 64 gig card for a tenner. Hang on. If not cheaper. Oh, hang on. As I search micro SD card, it's filled in micro SD card for Nintendo Switch. Are, oh. these, are these available to me now? It says it's launching in October. All right. No, they aren't available Maybe to they're me up. Now. God help me. Please. Oh, please don't tell me they're up for pre-order. Hang on. I need to, I'm searching the wrong. I need to search all departments and then delete the words for Nintendo Switch and just search for micro SD. Okay. A, a 64 gig SanDisk Ultra micro SD card is $19.99. Hmm. That's actually, that is the one that I have in my Switch. Right. And that's, that's an Ultra. I'm wondering, I'm looking here. I can't, I'm wondering what class these cards are well, you know, in terms of speed. Yeah. That, that's a class 10. The one, um, yeah. The one you're looking at, but I'm wondering it's, it's a, it has a little three on the thing on the Nintendo Switch version. Oh, does it really? So potentially it does, well, speeds up to 100 megabytes a second read, 60 meg write. So that seems quite slow, but if it's all the, the switch needs, then. I, I don't genuinely don't know what it uses it for other than if you've, well, I, I guess stuff you download. <laughs> Clearly, God, I'm an idiot. Well, um, potentially it might use it as a sort of a temporary RAM. That that is a possibility. You know, um, just for caching files. Yeah, possibly. Uh, but I I don't know. You can get a two hundred gig micro SD card for sixty five ninety nine, which is actually not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. That that's actually quite a lot of storage for sixty five ninety nine on in that format, and that's a class ten card. 
shit, that's actually pretty good. Uh, the reason I actually put this story on the thing is because I saw, I discovered quite by chance a, uh, a YouTube channel uh, belonging to a Nintendo collector called World of Nintendo. Okay. I'm amazed that he, he he's had this channel for years. Um, he, he must have just got in ahead of Nintendo and, you know, snapped it up. And he did a video going through his uh, collection uh, of as it stands in 2017. And about half an hour into the video, I switched from being impressed to horrified. Right. Because the lengths that he has gone to, he has everything. The entire top level of his house is devoted to Nintendo. And when I saw this, a generic SD card, micro SD card, I thought this guy will have pre-ordered a hundred of these. He has every Amiibo, everything. He has prototype consoles, everything. And I just thought, I look it up. World of Nintendo 2017. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it right now. Because I think it, I think it could serve as a bit of a, a warning for people who are slipping, slipping down the road to becoming a collector. Holy shit. Yeah, he has uh, he has brochures. He has a, a stack shit. of brochures that were given away, you know, as promotional things. I mean, the guy has gone full on professional. Wow, I know. And there's his dog. Hey. His dog's lovely. His dog's lovely. I wish. Yeah, you know, I hope the dog gets as much attention as that collection does. But what? All the amiibo. All of them. I mean, literally, if there's a Nintendo thing, he has it. And, and, you know, the weird thing is he's he's not getting the right joy from these things, really. I mean, you're meant to use them. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of like you, they're building little museums in their house. It, it, it genuinely is. You know, you, uh, part of me was watching it, and I don't want to demean the guy, but I, I, I was like, what, what's your family life like? Yeah. Are things, are things okay? <laughs> He seems like a perfectly nice guy. He did a, you know, I watched a few other videos. He has surprisingly few videos. Like I think all of his videos fit on like a single page and they go, but, and yet they go back to like when YouTube launched, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just, it served as a cautionary tale. I think so. Be careful. He has a little, he does have a little space for his, his, uh, his, uh, Genesis and his PlayStation. <laughs> But frankly, it feels like mockery. Yeah. They're in the same room as this just vault of Nintendoness. I'm just looking at his amiibos now. It's it's insane. I don't have a single one. I was also wondering, what do you do? Because when he started the video, he talks about how he hasn't put up a video in a while because he's been taking the past, you know, six months out to learn piano. The dude's like 40. Who learns the piano at 40? And, and takes time Who out has to do it. Who has the time to do, learn piano at 40? As know. soon as I got to like 20, I was like, all right, well, I'll never learn an instrument then. That's a thing that's never going to happen. It's fun. You should try it. No. <laughs> but don't do this in your house with the... God, all the toys. Yep. He has everything. He has things you didn't know existed. Wow. And it is a beautifully sort of laid out and curated collection. But you've got to then, like, invite people over and stuff. And then you have to deal with people. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that the dog was allowed up in amongst it. Yeah. It's it's a bit... Mm. Oh, I wouldn't want to do it. 
I'm not, yeah. I'm not close to collecting Nintendo games. Well, I am a bit. I'm not, I don't know if I'm collecting. I'm not collecting. I just want lots. <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> that's, that's what it nesting? is. I don't know. But I, I seem to be collecting, and it, it seems to be for a number of different platforms simultaneously, which is insane in itself. Like, every time I get a game, it's like, oh, but you didn't get a Wii game. You should get a Wii game as well. And then, it's, oh, but you didn't get a GameCube game. And they're all only a couple of quid. So I end up, and now there's lots on the shelf. <laughs> Mostly garbage, though. Not all garbage. There's some wonderful games up there, but... Yeah, my PS2 collection is a sight to behold, but I've been working on that. <laughs> and it's surprisingly both my biggest collection and the cheapest one. Oh, yeah. PS2 <laughs> games, they made a million of them, so you can get them cheapest chips. Plus, I'm buying the especially shit ones. That is true. You, you're buying the, you know, the, ver- the thing that's very cheap that no one wants. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's easy to do it. I think I've got less than 60 quid's worth of games and it's it's a whole shelf of PS2 games. I mean, you are, yeah, you are, you're probably robbing a recycling center somewhere. I think, I think that's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. And curiously enough, my most expensive and least uh, full games collection is the, is the Switch. Well, not much I for it. Well, what I'm saying is it's the... Yeah, yeah, it's the, the most expensive, yeah. Yeah, so I've paid the most for the least number of games for the Switch. Mm. Even more so than the PS4, which is actually quite cheap to How much are Switch games, generally? Well, let me have a look. Um, let's do a quick search for my games spreadsheet. Games.numbers, come on. Because I was thinking, it's it's an interesting situation we've got to where games companies moved away from cartridges because CDs offered much more space and faster uh, reading times. But what they gave up for, what they gave up was the ability to write to the disc. So if a game needed to be, yeah, you needed a memory card first of all to store your save data, but also if a game needed uh, to be updated or patched, you needed storage somewhere for that to be mm-hmm. written to be it an internal hard drive or a memory card we're now at the point where sd cards are of the capacity and the price that you could put out i mean nintendo are essentially putting out games on sd cards now yeah basically. And i'm wondering yeah and i'm wondering does that mean that we could see the day where they you know whenever they put out a patch that patch could be written to the card and be made a permanent part of that uh, I'm not sure that that's not possible. That's an interesting way to phrase that, but I get it. Um, now then, mm. because I know security it, aside, you the, know, of writing to a card. Yeah. You know. Um, now I know some 3ds games write to the card. Really? Yeah. Like you, you Mario Kart save game is on the card. Oh, um, because we had to blank Miner off it so Alison could play on her 3DS. So right. that, that was that was taking the, car- the cartridge out of my console and putting it into her new one, and my save game was there. So that was definitely on the cartridge. So I'm, I'm guessing they have like a partition for the game and then a, a smaller partition for that might, save data. That might be how it works. So I know that technologically it is entirely possible that that 3DS can write data to that, S- that cartridge. 
mm. what restrictions are on that data i have no idea yeah um what i do also know is that there are updates and patches to 3ds games and they live on the micro sd card in the 3ds right so and you, you download them from the the uh nintendo e-store uh so yeah they i i if so yeah technically they can write to the card but clearly not in a way that allows them to put patches onto yeah. cartridges although i yeah. think that would be a fantastic idea i haven't yeah. encountered a switch game that i know writes to the sd card uh, to the cartridge because i only have the one switch to mm, yes you know yeah but, you can't transfer that over yeah but i also believe that you, <laughs> you know, would have to travel over hill and dale exactly find someone else who yeah i want to test this out um <laughs> Mike Mould is actually the closest fellow Switch owner that I'm aware of. Um, so that that's it. Yeah, I'd have to go quite some way. Uh, but as for pricing, I'm just looking now. I, I Let's see. Average Switch game price, £38.10. I own nine. The most I've paid was £49.99. I'm just looking up what the capacity of a Switch cartridge is. Uh, apparently there are... Uh Variety. Basically, they are SD cards: one, two, four, eight, sixteen, and thirty-two gigabyte. Yeah, yeah. So they could conceivably put a sixty-four version out and have shit tons of space. <laughs> Con- conceivably, so yeah, no problem. And yeah. I, I think the fact that they aren't trying to do four K and are of this lower power means that that there are less resources that a game needs to have on its. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think place. they've. Yeah, that's actually turned out to be to their advantage at last. <laughs> I still think that the Switch is a very, very clever move from Nintendo. I love it to pieces, and everything about it, it yeah. seems like the right decision. Mm. I, I can't fault it. I cannot find a thing wrong with this thing. I, I just love it so much. Uh, and yet you could sit and pull the PS4 apart all day, you know? Yeah, and it, 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 But again, it's not... Yeah, that's the thing. You could, but it's not because of the console itself. It's because of the fact that developers and publishers will not work with it. They're working against it. And they need to stop that and work with yeah. it. And if I, you wanna if you wanna spank a game with all the bells and whistles, put it on PC. Yeah. But it, it's all just graphical and I've really come to dismiss all of that shit. Like, so what if it's not 4K? Is Breath of the Wild a shit game now because it's not in 4K? Really? No. So, what? you know, there's no problem then. The Switch is just fucking awesome. I mean, God, I'm enjoying a PS2 for goodness sake. <laughs> you know, where uh, else? Are we? Well, let's see. News then. So that was that. Capcom's re-releasing Street Fighter 2 on a SNES cartridge. Is nice. It's very nice. Very nice. And then you hear that. So what are they doing? They're doing five and a half thousand of them, and there a thousand of those randomly distributed will be glow in the dark copies. Transparent glow in the dark copies. So you might get one. You don't know. No one knows. Again, they're taking a uh, they're taking a leap out of the vinyl playbook because some records have been doing this really i I, yeah if you pre-order if if you pre-order them then uh you know one or two in you know per hundred might be a special variant right but you don't know i I think uh, i think they did this with the hot fuzz um 
vinyl. Uh, yeah, actually, all of the, uh, the the Cornado trilogy, the Edgar Wright films, uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and uh, fuck, End of the World. Yeah. Thingy. Thingy. Yeah, they did the soundtracks to those, and they received special ones that you might you might just get. But, I mean, even the red, even the real one, that's a nice red. It really is, isn't it? It's a nice red. It begs the question, with the interest in retro gaming, mm-hmm. with the abundance of, of these emulated consoles, why wouldn't games companies just start re-releasing old stuff on old formats? Well, we're seeing it. You know, this is the sort of boutique end of it. You know, because um, some of these old games cost a fortune because there's not many of them. And there's yeah. demand for them. If you made a load, you'd sell them. And people, then you'd piss off the, you know, those, that collector. More. Although they'd just buy the new one anyway. They would. As long as you didn't make it identical. Yeah. They'd buy it if you made it identical. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm kind of surprised now they've done this, that it doesn't actually happen more often. I am looking at it, and I, I, I've suddenly realized that the specific cartridges are the American NES, or SNES design. Yes. The blocky ones, as opposed to the uh, the PAL region, you know, smooth cart. Even the, the cartridges were uh, of different designs for the SNESs in different regions. So uh, if, you ha- if you are in the PAL region, this will not fit in your machine. No. Hmm. And it's $100. It's a hundred bucks, but you, you get a, you know, you get a, a nice box. You do. And it's just Street Fighter 2. I mean, yeah. if you want to play Street Fighter 2, there's easier ways. And, and from the way they've worded it, it sounds like it is the original Street Fighter 2. It's not so. like, you know, the Turbo Edition or the the World uh, World Warriors Edition or anything. So, Well, it's the, isn't it like the 25th anniversary? 30th anniversary. 30th, oh, God. 30th. Oh, Jesus. I know. <sighs> kind of need a minute with that one. Yep. <laughs> oh, now, is this I am the 30th, the am... thing I'm The thing I'm wondering is, is this the 30th anniversary of Street Fighter or the 30th anniversary of Street Fighter 2? Because there was a Street Fighter 1, there, which there, nobody cares about. There was indeed. Uh, let's read some detail here just to make sure. Because, let's see. Super Nintendo Nostalgia is reaching for you. Ian Capcom Real street on a SNES cartridge shipped in November and and got stuff right. First release in a right. I am eight bit says this will be, but it's first release in a legacy cartridge collection. Yep. So it will be making even more of these. Yes. I wonder if they're going to branch out to other consoles. I wonder if we're going to be seeing it. Oh man. Oh, I don't know if I could resist. A translucent blue Sonic the Hedgehog Mega Drive cartridge. Oh, there it is. There it is. See, this is... I I think there's demand for this. So, hold on. It is... Yes, Street Fighter. It's the 30th anniversary of the whole franchise. Oh, thank God. That's not as bad. (laughs) Not Street Fighter 2. That's not as... I thought I was in secondary school when Street Fighter 2 came out. And I was. That's okay. That's okay. Whew. Yes, Street Fighter 2 will be 30 in, let's see, oh, 2021. I mean, it's still bad and makes me feel old, and I will feel oh, worse yeah. in 2021, but... Yes, if you make it. Yeah. If I make it, you know, 
so who knows? But it is, it is really because um, this is a story I don't know if we covered it or not a few weeks ago when I was on. But uh, as uh, as I was looking for ROMs for uh, the the RetroPie, one of the series that I remembered very fondly from being a kid was uh, Alex the Kid in Miracle World. Yes, uh, the- it was. It was for the ma- uh, Master System. Yes. And it came, uh, the ver- my Master System was, I think, the second version of the Master System, and it had it built as its built-in game. And as I was researching it, turns out there was a, a fan who built a level editor and essentially put together a sequel to Alex Kidd in Miracle World, complete with story, custom uh, vi- music, uh, custom sprites, vehicles everything he did a very professional job of it and he put it out for free but he also did a very limited run of actual mega drive cartridge or sorry um master system cartridges and yeah so i'm I'm, i don't know where i would do that because that's that's a circuit board yeah i mean it's all well and good me sitting here saying oh you should just make lots of old nes cartridges but that that can't be actually all that for straightforward. It actually, for it to actually run on the original hardware, which this you know the Street Fighter Two and the, you know the the Alex Kid Two, you know that's actually kind of impressive. Really is actually, mind so you. There I, there have I, been other projects like the, there was the Halo on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. That wasn't real. <laughs> it was real. I've seen it running. Was it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like it is it on the Halo, Xbox. It was, yeah. it was a Halo game. It yeah. was a shit little thing, and it was. It, but it was really a thing. Some Microsoft engineers did it for a laugh in their spare time, and were allowed to make the cartridges in a fun promotional way. I'm amazed Microsoft engineers have spare time. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they're still firing the worst performing member of every group at the end of the. I month. don't know. I don't know. Maybe they should use some of that spare time to fix their shit. Because that was Balmer's thing for a while, you know. Fire the yeah. worst performing person in each department every month, and that way you'll keep everyone on their toes. It's like, well, no, that gives, way you'll give everyone stress-induced heart attacks, and it gives no one the will be happy. That really nice, you know, battle royale. It feeling. really does, doesn't it? I mean, that's what you want to do. Go there. And, oh fuck! I can't imagine it. If I was honestly, if I was Balmer, I would have. Just for one year, I would have changed it to a random roulette. Just every, you know, once a year, he pushes the button. <laughs> and today, um, you're fired. Gotcha. Yeah, there you go. Because you don't want unlucky people working for you. <laughs> Fair enough. No, you That's don't. That's the only way to weed them out. You don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, no, that's, that's, I just, I, this is making it just so painfully obvious how my childhood has sort of Pavlovian, you know, conditioned me. If you want to sell me a thing, even if it's a terrible thing, wrap it in translucent plastic. Yeah, you are going for this one quite a lot, aren't you? Actually? Bonus points if you can make it glow in the dark. I have. I'll, I don't regret this one at all, and it wasn't expensive. But I have the uh, Ghostbusters theme tune on uh, transpire, or not transpire, but uh, glow in the dark vinyl. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it, it yeah. That is I that is pretty cool. You. If you disagree, it is amazing. No, I don't disagree. I think that's amazing. I think that's amazing. Um, right, we've got one last news story here. Yeah. Steam's haphazard sex games policy hits another game. 
Strangers in a Strange Land is a point-and-click adventure game starring Billy, a college student on vacation with his stepfamily. It's also about watching people bone and catching peep shows when you can. Okay. Doesn't, doesn't that title sound like it could be anything from the 80s? Could be a film, could be a song, could be an album, could be a play. Yeah. Could be a person. <laughs> God, we Strangers were all pervy in the 80s, weren't we? <laughs> God. Yeah, but yeah. Um... And of course, this is this is following on the the what was it the party simulator was that called yes. house or something? Uh, house party. House party. Yeah, which was a bit rapey. It yes, it was a bit rapey. <laughs> uh, and so th- this isn't entirely not rapey. But, but Valve Valve were fine with the rapey. It was it was the nipples and the decks that they didn't like. Dear America, <laughs> what the shit is it with nipples? Seriously. Hmm. Yes, sincerely, Rich. Thank you. Uh, seriously, guys. Yes, shoot the tangerine. I mean, we're, we're not like nipples everywhere over no. here. We're, we're but, really not. But, you know, we, we at least are like, oh, a nipple. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, it's not outrage. Nipples are on the funny side. They of, are. Of uh, rude. Yes, yes, they are. It's it's the it's the the bra that accidentally flies off during exercising, etc. Oh, absolutely. The, you know the the nip slip yes. as it is has been part of British culture for a very long time. So we we we're not all that sensitive to nipples. <laughs> yes, and yet America, for all its conservatism, has been the champion of the celebrity upskirt. Very true. They don't they don't like the nips, but they love. Love the upskirt. What gives with the nipples, America? What, what, I know. What's the deal? Mm. Set them free. Miley Cyrus is definitely on on board with that. She's really trying hard. You know, I I somewhat respect Cyrus because most most of these sort of Disney stars, whenever they you know they reach independence and they go off the reel, it's it's. I'm not going to say that Cyrus isn't trashy, but she's gone for weird rather than irritating <laughs> you know she's gone weird with things and i appreciate that i appreciate that she hasn't just gotten drunk and crashed her fucking truck into a play school yeah you know? I, i've got time for her i i like the game mm-hmm. i i really do mm-hmm. but oh Steve, so have they what have they done with this game we didn't actually see what they've done well, well this was an ama story so we could just pass this off as all right as we we don't know we don't know yeah, it seems like it's a, it's a crappy Steve game. Oh, it looks like it's supposed to it have looks, boobs in it. It is nipples. It's nipples. It's nipples. You know the worst, uh, actually the worst censorship I, f- I saw, and I was amazed that I actually had to uh, face it. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Hannibal, the the TV show. The oh, yes. Of, you know, yes. Uh, of Hannibal Actor. And when it originally aired in America, it was... Uh, any nudity in it and there was a a decent amount of nudity was uh, censored it was blurred out and also certain scenes were cut uh, for either nudity or gore Uh, they were shortened and you sort of expect that yeah you know it's 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 deeply hypocritical when it's a show about a guy who eats people but still you know american networks being what they are Uh, but when it came out in america on blu-ray certain episodes uh, it, it aired uncensored. They removed all of the censorship, and 
certain scenes were extended. They called them the, uh, the producer's versions, which was strange. I, I thought, why didn't they call it the director's version? But whatever. We in the UK, our Blu-rays, we only got the censored versions. All right. Still censored. We did not get any of the extended scenes. And the, the censorship went to the extent that during a scene where Will Graham is looking at a drawing of Leonardo da Vinci's Vitruvian Man, the famous drawing, yeah, his dick is censored. You're allowed to do it in art. Yeah. You're allowed to have penises. That's Nobody. You know. It was a drawing of a long dead French or Italian man who nobody knew. He was just one of Leonardo's boys. Yeah, you're not going to um, bump into him yeah. down the pub on Friday night and have to be yeah. like, oh, I saw his knob. Yeah, that is, if anyone, those are the complaint calls, which when people call up and say, I can't believe you, sh- you showed that ancient uh, penciled knob. Those are the ones you get to hang up. Yes, they are. Yeah. but I, uh, I hang know. up on everybody who complains, but that's just me. That, yeah, well, you work for yourself. That's the That's true. I'll just I'll just direct you to the complaints department. Click. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the controversy here seems to be not that it was not that, you know, it was censored, but that there seems to be inconsistency in how Steam applies this ban. And you know, is it is it better that they don't censor games like, you know, Mass Effect, which you know, do feature a little bit more explicit nudity, but are clearly more artistic with it while coming down hard on things that are clearly just porn. Um, because I- even the people who are supporting this game are saying, yeah, yeah, this is porn. That's what we bought it for. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I kind of think that it, it's, it's the same thing about Apple's policy on this sort of thing with, well, you know, Apple's because- policy is far more brutal. I think, well, they just don't, don't allow anything in there yeah. that, that is remotely pornographic. And I totally re- respect their choice to not be able to, to not sell that kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, um, if anything with Apple, it's actually in that particular case, you could argue that because the, the, their app store is the sole way of getting apps onto your phone, then they actually should sell everything. But that, that mm. doesn't apply to Steam. You know, you, there are yeah. many ways of getting things onto your PC, not through Steam. Uh, and indeed, there are many ways of selling your game, not through Steam. Uh, you know, least of all through just your own fucking website. Mm. You know, it's straightforward. I could sell a game now with no, no changes to my website. So that's, that's straightforward enough. Well, um, depending on how well it went, you know, you may have to buy server space and all that, you know. I should no, I'd host it on Amazon S3. It would be fine. I'd, mm, I'd okay. distribute it through CloudFront. I'd just put it through the Simply Everything system, and it, w- it would be perfectly fine and uh, handled all over the world. It would cost me a fortune in uh, transfer and bandwidth, but, yeah, it, it's totally um, doable. And it would be the world's most accurate nipple simulator. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I kind of respect Steam's ability to not want to sell this stuff. Mm. Oh, if they don't want to, then fair enough. But, you know, it, it's their store. They don't have to sell anything they don't want Absolutely. to, surely. Yeah. Um, so if they let you sell your thing, then that you, you have no right to Steam. That That's not a thing. 
um, they could decide, I don't like that your game uses words with the letter P in the title. <laughs> I've decided that you can't sell that anymore. They can do that. That's, that's yeah. their shop. Not, and, not, uh, not everything is a democracy. Yeah. It's, and it's not, not everything should be. Certainly not America. Exactly. They've gone. But... It's it's no different to people saying that you know being banned from Twitter is censoring their free speech. It's not. You don't have no. a right to Twitter. You mm. don't have a right to YouTube or, or or anything like that. I mean, I keep saying it, but you know, realize this: there's nothing that says Microsoft have to ever make another copy of Windows. Mm. Yeah, we we live on the basis that that's probably not going to happen. And yeah. that would be crazy. But who says they have to? Who says they have to? If they just tomorrow, Saturday Nadella makes a statement saying, we are not going to do computers anymore. We're just doing uh, chocolate pancakes. pancakes. Yes. Okay. Chocolate pancakes. Yeah. That's their decision to do. That's, no, you know. And then we're all like, but windows runs on like 98 but don't, don't care anymore we don't have to make it we're going to do pancakes sorry if you can't run it on a pancake tough shit yeah so they, they can do that and twitter can ban you and twitch and the can world block be, you and the world be such a, a worse place I yeah think not. no i think not and and if indeed steam can censor you or not mm-hmm. sell you that's and it has been pointed out that since this is a you know a PC game. Uh, Steam have censored it, but you can uncensor it if you want. You can download a patch from the developer's website. And I think Steam are perfectly happy with that. They just don't want to be selling the decks. They're fine with you downloading the decks elsewhere yeah. and adding them in, but they just don't want to be the, the supplier. Surely we can all be okay with that. Yeah. Surely. It reminds me, it actually reminds me of, uh, I think, games in Germany because Germany has some really restrictive uh, guidelines for what's allowed in games in terms of uh, violence, even uh, a number of games have uh, gone through a loophole where even though the game has to be rated, the DLC doesn't. So I think it was evil within might've been one of the games that this affected where they put out the game. If you played the game as it was on the disc, there was uh, very little blood at all, Okay, but you could, from day one, you could download a very small patch, which just loaded the blood back into the game, and that was fine. Right. Yeah. I, so. I, I know they have that. The, you actually do get Germany-centric versions of games from time to time. Oh, yeah. uh, How the fuck they're going to handle Wolfenstein? I do not know. Well, they literally go through and take out all the mm-hmm. swastikas and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and I, I and, kind of respect it, but at the same time. Mm. Uh, and that's that's because you know that's not even a, spe- a a video game specific thing. That's just you're not allowed to sell images of swastikas. Yeah, and so not even sell. You are not allowed to display. You're not no. allowed to make a swastika and yeah. show it. And as one thick as pig shit American learned, if you go out and start spouting Nazi slogans and hand gestures, you you get punched in the face. Yes, you do. Yeah. Um. That's just one of those things. So yeah. that's the end of our news. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do a brief sort of what we've been playing kind of thing? Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, I was I was without internet last week, so I have been uh, I was sort of stuck with what I had downloaded. Um, so I was stuck with that. Sounds Sonic Mania. Yes, cool. yeah. Didn't play that. So I've been playing a lot of Mad Max. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
think it's about maybe two, three years old. It's about it came out about the same time as Fury Road did, and it's it's very much in the in the mold of uh, Arkham and Shadow of Mordor, except okay. not quite as good. It's still pretty good. It lifts an awful lot from those, including the combat system. But it's you know it's it's Mad Max. It's it's not Tom Hardy. Right. It's a generic Mad Max, which I'm okay with. I like the idea of Mad Max becoming a Bond esque uh, anthology series. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. You know, with, with very little you know continuity, really tying it down. But uh, yeah, it's it's basically an open world uh, action fighting. Uh, and driving game. Uh, you build up a car. You have to travel around the world, beating the shit out of people, raiding strongholds. And as you do, you earn upgrades. And uh, the story is very. It's you know they made, they put in an effort, but it's still it's it's Mad Max. We know we know what his story is. We know what all Mad Max stories are. He's, he's a very angry person. He drives around. People need his help. He grudgingly, ex, you know, acquiesces to them. Yeah. Doesn't always work out for him. And then he drives off. That's that's the plot. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. That's, that is, you know. So that's all you need. He's less of a character and more of a, a narrative device. Right. <laughs> the things just sort of happen around. But um, the core gameplay is... Uh, like I say, the, the the fighting is based on Arkham, the Arkham you know combat, that free flow combat idea. Yeah. Uh, except they've tried to make it because it's sort of a brutal you know post apocalypse, and this is supposed to be just a guy rather than a ninja who dresses as a bat. They've tried to make it more realistic, and it is, and it it feels more brutal, but right. at the same time, it kind of makes it less satisfying and more buggy. Because you've been playing Shadows of Mordor. Yes. Yes. And the thing about Shadows of Mordor is it copied Arkham. And when I say it copied Arkham, I don't mean like they're very similar. It literally copy pasted Arkham's, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they just opened up the code for Arkham uh, City or Arkham Knight and just copy pasted it across because everything about it is identical. The way it feels, the buttons, the button combinations, the way you unlock upgrades, uh, your combos, what those combos do, it's all the same. Um, Mad Max tries its own thing, and it doesn't work out well. In Shadows of Mordor, if you see a button on screen telling you that someone's about to attack, and you press the block button, you can be halfway across the arena. And your character will zip over and block that attack and your combo wicket will continue. Uh, that doesn't happen in Mad Max. Right. Just because you see a thing and you hit the button, it does not mean the thing will necessarily happen. The enemy might be a little too far away. Right. The enemy might be nudged out of the way, but because you've pressed Y, because the game told you to press Y, you will block. And if that enemy does not hit you while you block, you lose your combo. Right. So it just, it's not, it, it, I, I commend them for trying their own thing. But it didn't but work. It didn't quite work. There, it's, it's a little sloppier. It's uh, not as good. 
it's still very visceral. You know, you uh, it doesn't use the same again. It doesn't use the same uh, system as Arkham and Shadow of War or Shadow of Mortar, where you know you build up a combo and then once you reach a certain threshold, you can then trigger uh, a specific you know takedown move. Uh, instead, you just sort of uh, you slowly build up a meter. Uh, it doesn't have to be through continuous hits, although that will build the meter faster. And then when that meter is full, Max enters Fury mode because they had to have a tie into the movie somewhere. Of course, yeah. And during Fury mode, all of your attacks are, uh, all your punches are, uh, do more damage and things like that. And by using strong attacks at the right moment, you can trigger instant kills. But the problem with that is that very often Fury mode triggers as you kill the last enemy. <laughs> Because it takes, I must admit, you know, this doesn't sound like a game I want to play. You know, I'm being harsh on it because that is, that's the thing that's been annoying me, but I have been playing a lot of it, not just because it, it's basically my only option, but it is genuinely, it's, it's a good game to jump into because there's a lot of territory. Um, the environmental design is great. The puzzle sort of design, the way they design, uh, you have to take over strongholds, uh, because that's the thing you do in games nowadays. Um, and sort of their environmental puzzles, while simple, are nicely designed. They're nicely uh, constructed. So I've never really gotten bored of it. Um, there is a lot to do. It's a surprisingly big world. Yeah. And the thing about that is the story is actually quite short. You can get to a point where you can make a beeline for the end of the story. But the thing that stops you from doing that is if you attempt the later missions with... Uh, <laughs> Without the right upgrades, you are going to get wrecked because uh, the car combat is actually it's much better than Arkham Knight did it, mainly because you are, you know, allowed to use offensive weapons. You're allowed to, you know, you're just smashing the shit out of everything. Uh, you're using a shotgun. Any game that has a harpoon in it, yeah. as a rule of thumb, isn't that bad. And it has an excellent harpoon. You can, if you get the armor off an enemy vehicle, you can harpoon the driver and yank the fucker through the front windshield. Oh, I do like that idea. It's nice. It is very nice. <clears throat> um, the world is lovely. It's a post-apocalypse. It's, you know, it's Australia desert, but it's, they, they do a, an awful lot of different things. You know, it transitions from pure desert to slightly rural uh, areas of like Mad Max 1. And then you, uh, in the second half of the game, you open up and it's like a uh, an industrial wasteland where instead of sand, it's just scrap metal everywhere, pools of oil. Um, and they do an awful lot of nice stuff with lighting and uh, graphics effects. It It's surprisingly pretty for like such a brutal uh, aesthetic. And they have a built-in photo mode, which I always appreciate. I've been taking some wonderful photos. And there's a dog. All right. And he's a lovely dog. And I've been going out of my way. Yeah, just, you know, there's a storyline, you know, where, you, you know, Max encounters a woman and her child and they need his help. And the little girl, he has to rescue the little girl. And the little girl asks him if if he'll be her daddy. And he's like, no, I'll ride alone. And I was like, yeah, fuck all that. Is the dog okay? Yeah, that's what matters. There is literally a part of the game where a stronghold is taken over and some bad things happen to some nice people who you're supposed to be getting very close to in the story. And my first thought was, where's the fucking dog? Oh, he's okay. Thank Christ. 
Oh, but yeah. Um, I've actually, I've been enjoying it and I will see it through to completion. I did go into it uh, with the, with the attitude that I'm just going to approach this casually. I'm not going to try and hundred percent this. And of course, you know, I am hunting down everything I've gotten, you know, most of the upgrades for the car, the car's great. The upgrade system for the car is, uh, is really fun. And there's a lot of sort of trade-offs when it comes to speed versus, uh, par, you know, attack par. And there are a bunch of races in the game, which, um, are really well designed. And some of them, you are just a straight beeline where you're given free reign, like get to the finish line, however you see fit. Others are checkpoint races. Okay. Um, where you're sort of hunting out uh, the right shortcuts to make up your time. And you're not allowed to do them all. And some of them, you're, you're, you're not allowed to do it in your own souped up supercar. Right. You have to do it in the, you know, shitty, you know, piece together buggies that litter the wastes. And uh, I have to say the most annoying kind are the ones where you have to get to the finish line and everyone else is trying to kill you. They're not trying to kill each other. Just you. Just you. That's a very annoying mode. Feels and like it's especially sometimes. bitter. It's especially bitter because in the other modes where it's, you know, race to the finish against you against the computer, <laughs> as soon as the race starts, you can just pull out your shotgun and shoot their, their gas tank. That is how I've been winning most of my races. Not a bad idea. It works really. I was expecting the first time I did it, I was like, I was expecting the game to be like, no, you can't do that. No, it's fine. Kill away. I need to replay uh, Road Rage. Which one was that? Road Rage. Is that, was that The Simpsons? No, the, the Mega Drive one. Oh, right. I was thinking of The Simpsons. No. GTA game. <laughs> well, I have. It's not so much what I've been playing this week, but what I'm about to play this week. Okay. Because um, I've been playing Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle on the Switch, and it's fucking awesome. I've heard very good things about it. I, it's, I have, again, not a bad word to say about it. I've barely stopped looking at it since it arrived. Uh, Here's the thing. I've always liked the rabbits as mascots. I've always liked them. It's my People first, hated them. It's my first encounter with them, and I think mm. it's great. They're, they're very funny. Yeah. So I love I have- that. I have two little rabid little plastic figures here. I've always liked them. People hated them because, well, to be fair, the hatred should have been directed towards Ubisoft because they sort of gave up on the Rayman franchise. Right. And switched over to Rabbids instead. And a lot of the Rabbids games were shovelware. Right. But, so that's that's my main game this week. But this afternoon came a, a knock at our door. And a, a little man handed me a package. And in that package is a copy of Night Trap for the PS4. <laughs> Sorry, I literally dropped something laughing. There you go. <laughs> oh, yes, I remember seeing this on Twitter. And I think yes, we talked about it. We did indeed. This is my limited run games edition, number 74, of Night Trap for the PS4. And this is by I Am 8-Bit, isn't it? yeah no um, Are you sure? it's limited run games that have published it uh, and it's been made by don't know screaming villains 
You're right. It's not. It's not I am eight bit. You're right. I was thinking it might be them because of the um, uh, I am eight bit are doing the Street Fighter Two cartridge. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. It seems. Yeah. Limited uh, run grabbed up. So I I will be playing Night Trap for the first time. A on, game that was very controversial in its day. It was indeed. It, it was really one of the, was. Yeah. It was one of the ones that was cited. <laughs> um. Uh, it, it, it's it's going to be an experience, so I'm looking forward to it. And this is apparently the best it can ever look, so I'm yeah. on board. Yeah, sounds good I to d- me. I do like it. Yeah, it's it's not so much a remaster as this is the quality it was recorded in. Yeah, and uh, this is just the first. Well, it's not the first time they could have put it out, but it's the first time when people have given a shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nice nostalgic look back, and and yeah. basically this this is a game that came out on the. Sega CD mm-hmm. and the 3DO. So only nine people have played it um, <laughs> in the past. So and all nine of them were outraged. They were indeed. Uh, and so now I'm going to play it. And I'm, I'm quite pleased with this. It costs a small fortune because of the shipping. But hey, there you go. It just seemed like a special nice thing to get. And it's um, got a poster inside that will remain forever folded up and inside. And a little booklet that I'm never going to read. But <laughs> There it is, anyway. At least I didn't spring for the special collector's edition. Um, uh, but yeah, I know. I was just looking here. I was, I was, uh, I'm not going to lie. I looked here on the limited run page for it, and it says region free. And I, I got to admit, the reason I went to the page was to see if it was region locked. And I was kind of, I was, I was kind of rooting against you. Horrible. I know. So mean. So mean, but I so mean. I was really hoping I could have just turned around and said, "You do realize that's that's region one." We born mean, or do you just not like wildlings? <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones reference there. Everyone. Very good Game of Thrones reference. Thank you. I it, it stuck out to me as a really good line in that episode. I I enjoyed that one yeah. a lot. We born mean, or do you just not like wildlings? I heard you were mean. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, I think uh, with that, oh, sorry, the other thing I want to mention, okay. I've solved, I've solved, it's not a, what I've been playing. It's a, what I've been doing. Uh, I've solved the raspberry Pi's biggest problem. All right. I added a power button. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Dang. I haven't done any electronics in years. I took electronics in school and they murdered it for me by making us do all theory and no practical. Right. But I, I looked it up online and found a few guides for adding a, a power button. And it's I've it's relatively simple. The actual like uh, electronics side of it is really easy. It's a piece of piss. Anyone could do it, I would say. Right. Uh, it's just a bit of soldering. That's all it is. Um, the only difficult part is that you have to add some scripts into the pie, which... Uh, while you can download them pre-made, the tricky part was even the, the guide that I was using, the guide that I found, which was quite good and provided the scripts that I would need to make the button run properly. Because here's the thing. If you, all you need to do is open your pie and there are some, uh, there's sort of a, um, a PCB, a bunch of pins yeah. coming out of it. And it turns out that pin seven and eight, if you short those two pins, if you make a connection between those two pins, it activates the pie. It will turn it on. No problem. That's, 
that's built in. So all you need to do is uh, get two jumper cables, stick them in there, solder the end of the lead onto a uh, a button, uh, a momentary switch, I believe it's called, and then stick that on the case. Right. It's that simple. And you, you have an on switch. If you want it to work as an off switch, you have to add some code to the Pi. And I figured, well, I've come this far. So I went through the guide and that was the only part where I had problems because it wasn't a complete idiot's guide. It suddenly went from, you know, you need to type all this. I type this, type this, type this. Okay. See if this to there. Okay. Now I just add it to this directory on your Pi. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. How do we do that? <laughs> How do we do that? And it just said, well, just open your Pi and SSH, you know, over your network. Yeah. And dump it in there. And I was like, uh, okay. And I tried that and it didn't work. So I ended up having to go the, it, it's one of those things where the longer route is the easier route. Right. Where all I needed to do was take the scripts, put them on a USB stick, stick it into the Pi, go into the file manager. And that was really easy to move. You know, I needed the keyboard, obviously. But then I just moved the scripts to the right folders, which were easy to access within the Pi's file manager. And then I had to activate the terminal, type in a bit of code to make the scripts boot on launch. Right. And that's it. So now whenever I push the button, it comes on. I push the button. It turns off. It's fantastic. That That is, that is really good. I, I understand that they say the reason that they don't have a, a power switch it was to save on money. I would happily have paid the extra two pounds that it would have cost to have an on-off switch. Yeah, I would have as well. I also found when doing this, because I thought, right, well, one other mod I want to do is I would like it to not boot as soon as you plug it in. Because even with the switch on, uh, as soon as you plug it into the power, it automatically boots up. Right. Turns out that's just not a thing the Pi can do. It is somehow designed so that when you power it up, it powers up all the way. Oh. So that's, that is specifically why I wanted to have the switch work as an off switch as well as an on switch. Yeah. Because there's plenty of times I accidentally have powered up the Pi and I don't want to just yank the power because that can corrupt things. So I have to get a controller, plug it in, and then go through the the in-game man- the in-operating system menu to shut things down. Now I just have a button. Don't need to plug a controller in. It just goes off. So I'm considering writing just an absolute dunce's guide, you know, a literal step-by-step of how to do this because it's surprisingly simple, but people don't explain it well enough. Well, that is something I genuinely be interested in because I too would like a power switch and I am kind of interested in getting into being able to solder things. Well, I've, I've known how to do that since, you know, electronics in school. And I, I told you, I used to mod my, uh, my Xbox, my old Xbox when I had it. And, uh, I did actually add led lights to the, I, Oh God. Yes. Now I remember this. I added LEDs to, uh, the buttons on the controller. <laughs> so they lit up whenever they, uh, whenever you turned it, whenever you plugged it in, that was fun. That's very cool. But I haven't done it in years. So, um, but yeah, it was surprisingly 
surprisingly simple once I got my head around, you know, I think there's a problem with Linux users in general where they just assume, yeah. that you know, shit. All right, just open the terminal. Terminal. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hi. Yeah. You just open the terminal. No, 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 no. You don't just do anything. No, Tell Linux, me how to do it. Linux is a fucking nightmare. It always has been and it still is. I, I was on it the other day for Raspberry Pi related things. Because it's the it's the only OS that will just read your Raspberry Pi card, uh, mm-hmm. so I put it on a virtual machine so I could transfer files onto it much more quickly, uh, and and it was a fucking nightmare, <laughs> absolute nightmare. I had the the problem was I needed to install some software on it because even in the virtual machine I'm using uh, want to say VMware Fusion, right? Um, Very common. Virtual machine, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it has a sort of tool system that you have to install on your your virtual machine. Uh, it's just so it can interact with it in the way that the the app potentially can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just installing that thing was just a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare, mm. and and so I wouldn't wish Linux on my worst enemy. <laughs> I really wouldn't. And yet, week after week, you you celebrate it in the form of the Raspberry Pi. That's true. That's the only good thing it does, though. It's funny because Linux was kind of the death knell of Steam machines. Because in order for Steam machines to work, they needed to have Steam OS. And for Steam OS to work, it had to be Linux-based because otherwise they would have to give away a license, you know, yeah. for Windows on every single one. And game developers didn't want to make their games run on Linux. So bye-bye Steam machines. Well, don't they still exist? Steam OS still exists, I think. I don't know how well it's being updated. Um, but most small form factor PCs, which are going through something of a, a boom at the moment. Yeah. People are sort of figuring out interesting ways to uh, fit components in and to solve problems like heating and noise. But most of those, I mean, virtually all of them run full Windows so that you can play all your games. Right. You don't have to, you know, uh, make do with a, a powered down library of stuff that works on Linux. Fair enough. Mm. Um, right then, let's let's leave it there for today because this has been a long show. Gosh, yeah. Even without Emma, we kept it up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we don't need her. We don't. No. We do though. Somehow. We do. We I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, oh, hang on. Shit. Something's happening on my right. Okay. Sorry. I was distracted by something terrible happening on Amazon on my computer. Uh, Still right. don't have these outros down, do you? No. Not at all. <laughs> Sorry. I got totally distracted. I got totally distracted. I thought I'd accidentally oh. fucking bought something. It's a good thing you. It's a good thing you edit these. Oh wait, no. No, I'm going to edit that because that's <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Uh, uh, I thought I thought I'd ordered something, which terrified me, because I thought it was going to cost me money. So, <laughs> never mind. Uh, right, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week with more gaming news and and other gaming discussion. And Emma, more than likely. She might have told me she was away for two weeks, but I'm going to fucking clue anymore. It's uh, honestly, I'm useless. What can I say? But 
Never mind. Until next week. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, Emma. Please, don't leave me. Don't leave me with him. (laughs)